And we're back. This is Dump on the Ump. Season 5, Week 12. Ostensibly a baseball podcast, but we do all kinds of sports. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening this evening. Coming in from Champaign, Illinois, my name is Joel. With me tonight is Sam. Sam, how's it going? Hey, Joel, what's up? This is Sam. I am broadcasting live from Brooklyn, uh, New York. Uh, Eli, who's usually with us, is lost in Montana somewhere. Um, May or may not be wrestling a grizzly bear. It's unclear. We can only hope so. Right. We don't have audio of it, but that's probably what's going on right now. (laughs) So he may join us halfway through from the world of of Montana. He may join us. He may join us from Bear Phone. <laughs> Jeremiah Johnson style. Right. Yeah, exactly. Uh, exactly. Uh well, ladies and gentlemen, usually this is a baseball podcast, but tonight I wanted to talk a little American football. Specifically, the American Alliance of Football, which is officially folding, not yeah. completing its first season. Yeah, canceled. Canceled due to financial problems that we will get into more later. But the angle I wanted to take tonight is that this is not the first time that a rival football league has tried to take on the mighty NFL. Uh, over the last 75 years, many different upstarts and startups have come and gone, but none have seemed to have any staying power, and they all seem to have very similar patterns to their existence. Technically, they come in with a lot of fanfare. They seem very successful at the start, but then very quickly lose their staying power and fold under pressure from the NFL. One of the first of these was in the 1940s, the All-American Football Conference, which was from 1946 to 1949. The AAFC had some success for two reasons. First of all, it was right after World War II. So they were able to actually grab a lot of the talent of returning veterans coming back from World War II. Another thing was that they had a lot of teams playing on the West Coast. They opened up both the L.A. and Bay Area markets to football because the NFL actually hadn't gotten past the Mississippi River yet in the 1940s. The AAFC was around from 46 to 49. Their big problem, though, their champion every year was the Cleveland Browns. <laughs> In the inverse of what is true today. Yeah, this is back when Cleveland was the powerhouse of professional football. And so the interesting thing is when the AAFC finally folded in 1949, three of their teams actually did break into the NFL. They got picked up by the NFL and franchised. Those were the Browns in Cleveland. And you know that Browns was named after their coach? Yeah, I did know that, actually. Yeah, I did not. Uh, the, the Cleveland Browns were one team. 
The other two teams were the San Francisco 49ers and the Baltimore Colts, who I believe are now the Indianapolis Colts. So that's interesting that some of those teams actually became NFL teams. Yeah, when they folded, the NFL offered a franchise to those three because they were, uh, I mean, the the Browns and the 49ers were by far the two more, more blah, 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 most successful teams in that league. And, right. Uh, the Colts, I know, I don't know how, I mean, they must have been profitable enough to get a franchise. I know that the Washington Redskins really protested when uh, the NFL offered a franchise to Baltimore, which I think is interesting. Um, after the AAFC, of course, the next uh, prominent rival league was the American Football League from 1960 to 1969, which, as we all know, eventually got folded into the NFL, and that's why we have the two conferences as they stand now, the AFC and the NFC. The vast majority of AFC teams were once in the AFL. And my one point I wanted to make about the AFL, I guess, I'm sorry, I wanted to make two points. First of all, they kind of set up the business plan that the best way to be successful as a rival to the NFL is to become a, a big enough threat that they acquire you. Right. And then the second point I wanted to make was that they also had their one all-star, who was Joe Namath of the New York Jets. He was also the best quarterback coming out of the University of Alabama. And he went to the AFL instead of the NFL, which is kind of predicting what's going to happen later in history of can a minor league grab this one transcendent superstar that's able to get the eyeballs on their product rather than the NFL. Right. <clears throat> so, huh, and that's where the Jets came from, huh? That's where the Jets came from, <coughs> and, and most AFC teams, the, the Dolphins, the Bills, the Patriots, uh, they were the Boston Patriots then. Uh, the Bengals. Steelers? I believe so. Google that real quick. I think the Steelers came from them. One team that was interesting that came from the AFL that did not survive was the Dallas Texans. And the NFL was so threatened by the AFL that in the 1960s, they started the Dallas Cowboys to be a direct rival of the Dallas Texans and actually became the more prominent team in the Dallas area, forcing the Texans to move to Kansas City and become the Kansas City Chiefs. Oh, it would have been funny if they stayed the Kansas City Texans. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> like the L.A. Lakers, you know, but it's yeah. just... It's like there's no lakes here. No, it just it's fine. We're still the Lakers. <laughs> and now you've got the Houston Texans. What if they move to like Albuquerque? Right. <laughs> Albuquerque. One thing like I don't that. get is why you went with Why you went with what? I just don't know why they went with Houston Texans instead of Houston Oilers. I think that's a way cooler name and logo. 
than the Houston Texans. Um, so after the AFL, the next prominent league that tried to take on the NFL was in the 1980s, and this was the United States Football League, the USFL. Now, this team, uh, this league, you know, when we're talking about the Alliance of American Football, these two leagues share a lot in common. They both started out as spring leagues, with the idea being you cannot directly take on the NFL by running your games in the fall, so you run your games in the spring when there's no other football to watch. The other thing they did was open uh, uh, teams in markets where there were no prominent NFL teams, markets like uh, Memphis, Tennessee, and Birmingham, Alabama. The Pittsburgh Steelers were never were always part of the NFL. So I wonder when did they get moved to the AFC? That's really interesting. I don't know. They're the oldest team in the AFC. Nineteen thirty nineteen thirty three. Huh. That would they be started. Well, and the same would be true of the Browns, because even though the Browns were not an original NFL team, they're in the AFC now. So they must right. have gotten moved into the AFC with the mojo happened. So, so the USFL comes around, and they're doing okay for a couple of years. This is the 1980s now. But then this guy named Donald Trump shows up. Oh, D. Trump. Yeah. D. Trump. I knew he was going to come in. Yeah. It's like any sort of like B League is going to have Donald Trump stink all over it, you know? Yeah. <clears throat> well, and... You know, you, you know, listeners of the show know our opinions of the president, but right. I think this this little episode explains a lot about him. So he comes in, and he buys the New Jersey Generals, who also played at the Meadowlands. Sam, I know that you've got kind of a pet peeve that the Jets and the Giants call themselves New York when they should be the New Jersey Jets and the New Jersey Giants? Yeah, definitely. Well, the Generals were at least honest in that regard. They called themselves the New Jersey Generals. I just don't get where you can like call yourself New York anything if you play in New Jersey. Yeah. No, right? I totally but agree with it's funny because you'll meet people who are from like Newark or Hoboken and you're like, oh, where are you from? And it's like, oh, I'm from New York, you know? No, you're it's not. Like, no, you're not. <laughs> Clearly. No, do you get more upset with them as compared to people who live in Yonkers or Westchester? Or Long Island. Or Long Island. Yeah, Long Island, big time. Uh, yeah. No. I don't really care about those people, honestly. But right. the football teams, like, that really steams my potato. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Yep. Because yeah. that's fucked Shout up. Shout out to all our listeners in Union New Jersey. Right. It, it's, it's a lack of truth in advertising. Right. Yeah. It's, it's dishonest is what it is. Very dishonest. So, so Trump comes and buys this team, the Generals, in 1986. And, and he immediately starts spending for the time insane amounts of money on his team. He goes out, he gets Herschel Walker. 
and he goes out and he gets Doug Flutie, and he is paying millions of dollars for these NFL caliber players to try to make his team the best team in the USFL. But the funny thing is that they didn't actually do that well, even though Trump was pouring millions of dollars of his own money into this. Now, right. It's like it's like the U.S. government today. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, it, it is. He goes out and gets the best names. Herman right. Cain. Go get me. Go get me Herman Cain. Go get me Ben Carson. <laughs> I've heard of those guys. <laughs> um. Oh, and ladies and gentlemen, if you, I, somebody wants to buy me a book about this, Jeff Pullman's Football for a Buck. The crazy rise and crazy demise of the USFL. That would be awesome, right? So, so Trump's, so Trump was putting all this money into the New Jersey Generals, and what he wanted was to do what the AFL had done, was to get competitive enough that the NFL would actually come to him and say, okay. We will let you. We will sell you a franchise in the NFL, and we'll let the New Jersey Generals join the NFL. That right. was his goal. You know, he wanted that kind of validation. Um, unfortunately for him, uh, the NFL commissioner Pete Rozelle at the time, they had a secret meeting at Manhattan's Pierre Hotel in 1986. And according to testimony, Roselle at that meeting said, Mr. Trump, as long as I or any of my heirs are involved in the NFL, you will never be a franchise owner. Nice. And then Trump was like, that meeting went very well. Went very (laughs) well. And I got exactly what I wanted. (laughs) I negotiated the hell out of that. (laughs) That's a pretty good Trump. Yeah. Well, no, guess what he did next? Huh? He sued the NFL. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right. I shouldn't even have had to guess that. That's but, uh, the obvious next step. Yeah. No, what it's for? Exact, uh, well, he, this is where it gets really fascinating. He sues them, give me just a second, for uh, willfully acquiring or maintaining a, mo- a monopoly, which is a violation of the Sherman Antitrust Act. That's right. That's my antitrust act. That is your antitrust act. Here's the thing. So, and I want to talk about this on a different podcast, but I haven't done enough research yet. In the 19, I believe it was the 20s, the Supreme Court specifically said that Major League Baseball and only Major League Baseball is exempt from the Sherman Antitrust Act. Why? Because they are an institution in addition to being a business. And as Uh. an institution, it is too valuable to break up Major League Baseball. Yeah, don't fuck with Major League Baseball. Right, right. So, So the question, though, is this... Legal protection, so, and and again, I'm not an expert, and I want to, you know, the best, sorry, side note, I've learned that the best thing, best way to learn about something is to say something completely wrong on the internet, and then you'll have, like, 
10,000 people immediately correct. Right, um, the well-actually crowd. The well-actually crowd. So yeah. hopefully there's some well-actually people out there because I think I'm getting this correct, but correct me if I'm wrong. So Major League Baseball is specifically exempt from the Sherman Antitrust Act. So therefore, the NFL is specifically not exempt from the Sherman Antitrust Act and should not be allowed to maintain its monopoly <laughs> on essentially what was happening was every network, uh, every CBS, NBC, and ABC all had contracts with the NFL, so none of them would offer contracts to uh, the USFL, which Trump's team played for. So Trump sues them, and here's what happens. I'm going to read this paragraph to you. Cool. Although the jury found that the NFL violated Section 2 of the Sherman Antitrust Act by having and willfully acquiring or maintaining a monopoly, in that it could control prices and exclude competition, the USFL failed to prove five other charges of violating the act, including those that dealt with the major TV networks, the crux of the case against the NFL teams and Commissioner Pete Rozelle. Uh... So the jury found uh, found in favor of Donald Trump and the USFL and awarded them one dollar. <laughs> uh, what a huge fuck you to Donald Trump! Exactly. <laughs> How is that guy the president? Oh God, I don't know. <laughs> He's like the laughing stock of. Just about every industry he's ever entered into. Right, including professional. In- in- including government. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so after that, the USFL eventually folded, mostly because of Donald Trump. Trump had moved the USFL games from spring to fall, so their viewership plummeted because they were directly competing with the NFL teams. And Trump was making all the other owners in the USFL go bankrupt because he was jacking up payrolls by signing Doug Flutie, uh, uh, what's his name, Steve Young, and Herschel Walker. Anyway, so yeah, the USFL. That's interesting. Yeah, it's an interesting story. I think it's <clears throat> about how Donald Trump's weird mind works. Right. So then the next league I wanted to talk about, and this is what I like. He just is like, wants to be one of the cool kids so hard. Exactly. And then like, as soon as he starts doing something, people are like, that's not cool anymore. (laughs) (laughs) And he's fucking it up. Right. (laughs) Oh God, Trump's here. I guess we better find something new. (laughs) (laughs) Well, he tried to buy the Buffalo Bills in like 2004, I think. Right. They wouldn't tell to him. <laughs> uh, Although next- if there's ever NFL franchise that Donald Trump would own, <laughs> it's the Buffalo Bills for <laughs> sure. <laughs> oh my god. The head coach Rex Ryan, he just brings yeah. Rex back. <laughs> it's the first thing he does. Who would be the players he would sign? He would sign what, like Johnny Manziel? Yeah, Johnny Manziel. Yeah. Probably like, uh, uh, who's that guy? John, John Rocker. 
You remember him for the Braves, <laughs> the, the racist pitcher? Braves. <laughs> what would you ever do? I don't know. Who's the, like the who's the doesn't the Mickey Incognito already play for the Bills? Richie Incognito. Yeah. Incognito. Yeah, 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 yeah. Richie Incognito. Definitely. Give, give that guy a raise. <clears throat> right. Ray Lewis come out of retirement. Yeah, he would love to have Ray Lewis on that team. <laughs> <clears throat> Assistant coach OJ Simpson. Right. Yeah, yeah and uh, Ben Roethlisberger also. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, that, that team would, would be pretty good, probably. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. Anyway, now, back to the what? What is what is this league that just canceled? So, well, no, I want to talk about one more league. Oh, we're going to another. Okay. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, one more league. Uh, as, because this is kind of up our alley, and, and we won't spend long on this one. But the other one is the XFL. Oh hell yeah! Yeah. Wait, there's also arena football. That's a thing, yeah. right? That's a thing, and it has not. It's maintained, and I, I wonder why. That's a good question. Like why anyway, is it XFL? Yeah, well, XFL. So that was uh, uh, the brainchild of your good friend uh, McMahon, Steve McMahon. Right, waiting on that call, baby. Lay yeah. it on me. And it was a Vince Vince McMahon. Vince McMahon. It was uh, co-owned by the WWF, now WWE Entertainment, and NBC. And right. Um, let me look how many leagues, how many years it was over. I think it was 2000 to 2003. And for those of us who remember the XFL, it was famous for, uh, you know, cheerleaders in skimpy outfits and actually trying to start a kayfabe professional wrestling style rivalries between the players, right? Basically right. a, 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 a Professional wrestling meets football, but the right. football was was real. Right? Wasn't wasn't there like? And then there was like excessive end zone dancing and like yes. TV right. commentator Jesse Ventura. Yeah, yeah. The body. Yeah, I, I I they only lasted one season, two thousand one. After its final championship game, the XFL folded after. "Quote unquote massive financial losses." <laughs> oh, that sucks. Yeah, but again, I mean, do you remember that clip where uh, Donald Trump wrestled Vince McMahon? Yeah, yeah. I think there's a theme here of guys wanting to have toys and treating NFL leagues as a toy. Right. Yeah. I <laughs> Right. And it's just like cuz sports teams owners are like a certain kind of billionaire, right? And there's like I guess there's a couple kind of Donald Trump caliber billionaires in uh the Dallas Mavericks, right? What's that guy's yeah. name? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, what is his name? That's weird that I'm blanking on it. Yeah, he's pretty famous. Okay. And then and then Jerry Jones. Jimmy Jones? Jerry Jones. Jimmy Jones. Mm-hmm. Jimmy Jones? 
Yeah. Jimmy, Jimmy Young, yeah. That guy's kind of... And those guys are kind of... But that's like flies in Texas, you know? It's like everybody else is like just, you know, they're so rich. And kind of quiet. Like, like behind the scenes-ish. Yeah, yeah. I feel, with a few exceptions, I don't know what Bobby Kraft's up to, but if you're really, a really rich person, like, there's a difference between those kind of billionaires and the super billionaires who are actually running things, like Warren Buffett and, right. and uh, the Amazon guy and Bill Gates. Yeah. Yeah. Bezos. Bezos, yeah. But don't they own a basketball team? Does Does Amazon own a? Didn't they buy the Sacramento Kings or something? Did Amazon buy the Sacramento Kings? Maybe it was. Maybe it was. Starbucks or no? Maybe they got blocked from buying the Sacramento Kings. There was one of those like Washington billionaires tried to buy the Kings. Why would you try the Sacramento Kings? To to bring them to Seattle, I think. Oh, right. And it all got blocked. Uh huh. Maybe I can't remember. Yeah, that's interesting. All right, so let's talk about the Alliance of American Football because at first it looked like this plan was going to work. They well, had, I don't know. They had a lot of fanfare. I'm not sure. Yeah, well, I, I mean, want to talk about that. Why do you think that was? They came they, out with a lot of fanfare, and maybe the first two weeks of play, they got good. They had viewership, and then everything went down the shithole. Did they have viewership, though? Like, did they ever have viewership? Yeah, at the very, very beginning. Because they got, they CBS was ailing them. They had games on CBS, TNT, um, that's about it. Hmm. No, I don't know. I never watched the game. No, I never watched the game either. But they also, they did that thing. They they don't play directly against the NFL. They had some actual football players. They had their star. Their star was supposed to be Johnny Manziel, who's actually not good at football. Um, but then nobody's going to watch minor league football. People are sick of Johnny Manziel, I'm pretty sure. I'm sick of Johnny Manziel. Right, but I think that the general public is also sick of him. Because mm-hmm. um, he kind of never panned out to be good but it's just it's kind of interesting because i mean there's college football right college football is huge and it has like a already ingrained like regional following yeah and you don't have that with like expansion teams or leagues or whatever right and you just gotta like figure uh like what Where's the fan base? Like, how much football do people really have in them? You know, there's right. 16 NFL games, and then there's, like, 16 college games. And if you're a fan of either college or professional football, that's, like, you know, months, months of the year. Yeah. And I don't think that people really like football that much, that they would watch it for most of the year, you know? I agree. Especially not good football. Right. Especially subpar football. Subpar football. Yep. So the AAFL, after their week two, they missed their payroll. They could not pay their players. 
And so they needed an emergency $250 million investment from the owner of the NHL uh, Carolina Hurricanes named uh, Dundon. What's his first name? This guy, uh, uh, I forget his name. His last name is Dundon. And Tom Dundon. And he said he was going to put $250 million into the American Alliance of Football, and then, like, immediately backtracked and realized that was a terrible idea and ended up only giving them $70 million. Um, Yeah. So, yeah, so why do people keep trying to start... I guess, here's my question, and then we got to wrap up. Why do people keep trying to start these leagues that last maybe two or three years and then fold almost universally at with massive financial losses. <clears throat> I don't know. I think that there's like the allure there. There's so much money in the NFL and people, you know, rich people want a piece of that. So uh-huh. they keep trying Donald Trump style to like chip away. Yeah. And in theory it can be done. Right. In theory, like, communism works. Legally, it could be done. Yes. Which I want to get, yeah. Which is, I want to come back to that as a later podcast. The other questions I have kind of lingering at the end of this, uh, Major League Baseball, like, minor league baseball teams are not profitable, and their Major League Baseball subsidizes their minor league teams. In right. exchange for player development is the theory. Right. And what actually the American Alliance of Football wanted was subsidies from the NFL in exchange for player development. Right. And the NFL was like, no, we're not going to do that. Right, because the college programs are so strong. Exactly. <clears throat> like, they don't need to give money to anybody. Yeah. Um, and then the so And then the other question is, if colleges had to play, had to pay their players, would the business model still function? Of I don't know. I mean, I feel like schools like Alabama bring in, yeah, enough um, money to pay their players. You know what I mean? Yeah, Alabama, Ohio State, Texas, those programs are mass, massively profitable. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, so uh, a, a salute to the Alliance of American Football. R.I.P. R.I.P. Your one season, and you will never have a official champion, although Orlando, I don't know what their team name is, uh, uh, arbitrarily claimed in the championship because they had the best record when the league folded. Nice. Yeah, which I think he's like, all right, good for you guys. <laughs> Um, yeah, so hey, thanks for listening, ladies and gentlemen. Hope we gave you some good thoughts. I think mostly minor league football doesn't work, and Donald Trump fails at everything he attempts. Yeah, now, now he's the president. And, um, so the but the other thing is, you know, McMahon's coming back with the XFL next year. What do you think is going to happen with that? Is that official? I think so. Yeah, I don't know. 
I think that like cause, so cause arena football is a viable thing, right? And this is, that, is and Canadian football is a viable thing, right? And Australian rules football is a totally different sport. Yeah, <clears throat> but wildly popular. Yeah, um, but I think that you know, I think that a more entertainment based model is the only one that's going to actually work. Um, oh. And that would be an XFL sort of situation. If you could like hype the drama, build the storylines, um, and you know, they the NFL doesn't do. I mean, you know that it works in the NBA. The NBA has stuff like that happen, and people yeah. love it. Yeah. Um. But then in the NFL, you know, the best team of the past twenty years doesn't say any like doesn't talk trash, doesn't say anything. Yep. Doesn't talk to the press really. Yep. <clears throat> and that's kind of the model. So the Arena Football League did have to cancel its 2009 season due to loss of money. Right. But they're still going. They're still now. going. Yep, they're still going. Yeah. Amazing. And why do you think that is? Do you think it's Well, they uh, score like 100 points in a game in the in the Arena Football League, right? Yeah, I'm looking real quick. I mean, it looks like Jerry Jones bought an AFL team. Uh, Lynn Swan bought an AFL team. Don't know who that is. He used to play for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Ah. Uh, Gene Simmons of Kiss bought a team. <laughs> Sick. Vince of Motley Crue bought a team. <laughs> <coughs> This is amazing. <laughs> so it sounds like, sounds like Donald Trump should have gotten into arena football. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's the one for uh, aging rock stars. <laughs> right. <clears throat> Those all sound like millionaires, though. Right. Not billionaires. Except for not, not Jerry Jones. Jerry but. Jones, right. Yeah, not billionaires. That's the league for millionaires. Arena right. football. Let's go buy us. Let's go buy us a Champagne Arena Football League. That would be so sick. <laughs> it's already so flat there. Like you don't oh, even have yeah. to like do anything to make the field flat. Right. <clears throat> you could save money on that. And the U of I is already here. Oh man, that would be great. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thanks so much for listening. Um, this has been Dump on the Ump. Usually we talk baseball, but not tonight. Thanks so much. Uh, check us out on Apple iTunes. Please give us a rating and a review. Please subscribe. Tell your friends. Check us out on SoundCloud. SoundCloud.com slash umpinhemp. Umpinhemp. Check us out on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Search Dump on the Ump. All right. Any last words, Sam? Nope. That's it. That's all I got. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, thanks so much for listening. Have a good evening and a pleasant tomorrow.